Welcome back to another episode of the Christchurch Real Estate Podcast. I'm your host, Nathan Broughton, and today we're going to talk about doing the numbers on an investment property purchase. Welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Nathan, and today I'm going to be looking at the numbers that I look at when I'm buying an investment property. The kind of properties that we look at, or that I look at, are existing houses and generally the, the kind of ones that you're going to be adding value to, to increase the cash flow or to on-sell for a profit. So you'll, you'll possibly hear people talk about, oh, I look at the numbers, let's do the numbers. What are these numbers that people talk about? How do you work out what they are? And can you actually manipulate them or are they set numbers? So this is one of the things that set investment properties apart from your own occupier or your own home. So with your own home, there's a lot more emotion involved. You love the white picket fence or you're buying because it's close to your sister or there's a lot more reasons why your own home has emotions involved. But there shouldn't be emotion in buying an investment property. You should fall in love with the deal, not the property. So if you're buying with numbers, what are the numbers and what do they mean? So there's two different types of numbers that I'm going to talk about today. And these are these are exactly what I look at when I'm looking for a property. So they fall into two different types of numbers. The first are numbers that are associated with cash flow. So this is how much money the property will generate and how much it's going to cost you to own the property. And that comes out at a weekly or a yearly figure. And that should be a positive number. And the other types of numbers we're going to look at are equity numbers or how much value you can create in the deal. At the moment, it's quite hard to generate really good numbers on both of these sides. But for me, if I'm looking at a deal, it's got to stack up on equity and on cash flow. So it's got to make me money every week and it's also got to create equity for me in the in the form of value in the deal. So as I said, is this hard at the moment? Yes. Does interest deductibility make it even harder? Yes, definitely. Is this going to carry on um, forever? No, I don't think so. I think interest rates will eventually stabilize and come down. And I have a pretty strong feeling that we might be seeing the end of interest deductibility come October 2023. But let's see how that goes. There's a whole bunch of numbers I'm going to throw at you. I'm going to do a whole post on my website, a blog post on this, which goes into all the details. I'm going to throw the real basic numbers below on the show notes. So if you're wanting to find out more details, either of those two places, you can find out more. So let's start with the equity side of things. There's five numbers that I look at, and real quickly, they are number one, the purchase price, number two, the cost of the renovation, number three, what the new valuation will be once you've done your renovations, number four, what the new mortgage will be once you've done your renovations, and number five, how much equity will the property produce? So let's go through and put some numbers into these. So I'm going to look at a property that I am interested in. It's here in Upper Rickerton in Christchurch. So the purchase price, number one, 
is going to be about 500,000. So let's use $500,000. So from that, I'm going to borrow 60% from the bank, which is 300, and I'm going to use 40% deposit of cash, which is 200,000. The second number I look at is the renovation costs. So in this particular property, the renovation I've estimated at $100,000. So again, this is something I'm going to have to use as cash. So for this deal, I've got $300,000 of my own cash tied in at this stage, and I've got a loan from the bank of $300,000, which is 60% of the purchase price. I'm going to do the renovations, and we're going to take this and turn it into a six-bedroom student rental property. And from what I know about these, we're going to have a new valuation of $900,000. Now, this situation is a little bit different to some because rental properties that are used as student rentals can be valued slightly different to normal properties. I can't really get into that on this uh, podcast. We can do a whole other one on that if you want. But just for the this example, just know that the valuation is going to be 900000 So this is number three. The number four is what is the new mortgage going to be? So that is 60% of the new valuation. So this example, that new mortgage is going to be 540000 which then leaves us equity of $360,000. This is what you've created in this deal. So looking down those, what have you got control over and what is just out of your control? So the purchase price, you've definitely got control over that. The renovation costs, to a certain degree you do, if you can put in cheaper things, if you can put in some of your own labor, but things are things just cost what they cost. The new valuation, that's really out of your control. That is uh, going to be, you're going to be told what that is. The new mortgage, if you're going to a normal bank, uh, 60% is the most you can borrow in this sort of situation. And equity, you, you can't control that. That's dependent on those figures above. So looking at this example, I'm going to be leaving $60,000 of my money in this deal. And the deal has created $360,000 of equity. So leaving my 60000 in, I've essentially created $300,000 equity of new money. So how that's broken down is uh, figure four is $540,000. That's the new mortgage I can get from this deal. That's going to pay back the original purchase price of $200,000, which is my money, and $300,000 of the original loan. So that's that $500,000 gone. And I've done $100,000 renovation, which is my cash. So I can pay back $40,000 of that, which leaves me $60,000 of my money in. You could you could look at deals like this where you pull out every single dollar. So all of your renovation and all of your deposit. That's, that's an ideal situation. Uh, again, quite hard to do in today's environment. Um, because you're going to need 40% in, but definitely doable. In this situation, you'd have to reduce your purchase price down to 440000 which I don't think is achievable with this deal that I'm looking at. So that's the first set of numbers that I look at.
The second set of numbers is on the cash flow side. This is a little bit more simple. Again, there's five numbers. The first one is rent, which is how much rent is coming in. The second number is what are the mortgage costs going to be. That's reasonably straightforward to work out. Three, what are the fixed costs? So in this one, I look at rates and insurance. Four, what are the other costs? So you've got repairs and maintenance, you've got property management, you've got other utilities, and you've got miscellaneous costs. And number five is what is the cash flow? So the cash flow is clearly what's left over or what do you have to pay? So let's put some numbers onto this one. So again, these will all be down in the show notes if you want to follow along or on our website as a blog. So the rent from this example is going to be $1,000 a week. Uh, this is a six-bedroom student rental. That's a, that's a fairly accurate estimation. So that comes to $52,000. The mortgage, as I said, in this situation, the new mortgage is $540,000. So at a 6.5% interest rate, that's $35,100. The fixed costs, I know that is going to be 5500 that's rates and insurance. And other costs, in this one I've just put them down as 2000 uh, We're doing a full renovation, to the, there shouldn't be many repairs, but let's, let's put down 2000 This particular one I would be managing myself if we were to buy it. So rent, 52000 minus mortgage, minus fixed costs, minus other costs, leaves us $9,400 per annum, or $783 per month. So this is the positive cash flow before tax that you could expect from this deal. Is this great? It's, it's okay. For some of you listening, you might be expecting a negative cash flow from these kind of deals. There's no way I'd be doing a deal at the moment that has negative cash flow. Because once you put the tax implications in, it gets even worse. So those are the five numbers on the equity and the five numbers on the cash flow that I look at. Right off the bat, I can generally work this out without going to the property. So these are the basic numbers that I look at. There's a whole lot of other numbers you can look at when you're doing a deal. Things like LVR, which is a percentage, which is loan to value ratio. Uh, in this situation, that would be 60%. Another number I look at is the cash on cash return, which is on the cash flow side. In this example, it's a 15.6% cash on cash. So as I've said, I've got $60,000 of my own cash tied up in this deal once it's all done. And that's returning 9400 which equates to a 15.6%. So that's essentially saying all the cash I've got in, what return am I getting on that? then you can compare it with shares, you can compare it with term deposit. Uh, this doesn't take into consideration capital gains, it's just simply the cash that you've got. So looking at this, looking at these numbers, would I buy the property? Yeah, I probably would. I think we're towards the top of the interest rate cycle. I think interest rates will be going down. Uh, rents will definitely be going up. We've definitely got a rental shortage here in Christchurch. So I think this is a good deal. It stacks up. I would definitely buy it. We might wrap this one up here. As I said, all the show notes have got the numbers we've talked about. It's a pretty number-heavy episode, so I apologize for that. It's hard if you're listening along. But as I said, you have definitely can 
read more and look at all the numbers on our website. I'll leave links below as well. We would love a five-star review, either on Spotify or on Apple Podcasts. just depends on what you're listening to. And we'll be back in a few days with another episode. Till then, we'll see you later.